0: You're listening to Joe List's Mindful Metal Jacket on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Mindful Metal Jacket podcast with Joe List or Joe List's Mindful Metal Jacket. That's how I think we'll say it because of the uh, poster logo. Done by the fabulous Diego Pimentel or Pimentel. I don't know how to say his name. I don't know how to say my show name. I don't know how to say Diego's name. I don't know how to say anything. Here's one thing I know how to say. Stavros Halkius. Today's guest is the lovable, hilarious, charming, uh, and evidently depressed Stavros Halkius. You might know him from his hit podcast, Come Town. That's right, folks. Come town. Uh, you might also know him from his hilarious stand up and uh, his great Instagram, too. He does it all. What can't he do? Uh, it's a good episode, I think. Thanks for listening, first and foremost. Uh, hopefully, you make it through this introduction phase of the podcast. Feel free to skip right ahead to old Stavi, baby. Stavros came over my house uh, it was a few weeks ago now. I don't know when, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, who knows. He was uh, avoiding my text. I invited him on, and he was uh, not responding. And I bumped into him at therapy, which is the perfect place to bump into someone that's avoiding you because you can call him out right in front of our therapist. It's a fun exchange when one person's leaving, one person's going in. And uh, always great to see him. Stavros is one of those guys. I think I may say this when we're talking to each other. I've never been unhappy to see Stavros, one of the best guys in the world. So uh, enjoy this conversation with Stavros, and if you don't already know it, go check out his stand-up comedy and listen to his podcast, Come Town. And uh, here is a fun quote from my number one guy, Thich Nhat Hanh. You know him, you love him. He's my man. I own about 27 Thich Han books. They're all basically the same. I recommend all of them. Happiness and peace of mind are my favorite ones. So here's a little Thich Nhat Hanh coming your way. The most precious gift we can offer others is our presence. Disagree, Tick. When mindfulness embraces those we love, they will bloom like flowers. There you go, folks. That's Tick Not Han coming right in your butt. Uh, Here's another one. Keeping your body healthy is an expression of gratitude to the whole cosmos, the trees, the clouds, everything. Hear that, Stavros? keep your body healthy man it'd be an expression of gratitude to the trees Um, we talk about uh, health a little bit on this one mental health obviously and uh, we talk about therapy and depression we get into it we talk stand-up I can't remember what we talk about but I do remember enjoying it very much I always enjoy talking with Stavros and I hope you enjoy listening to us talk here is Stavros Halkius and I thank you for listening farts I was going to be the first episode that ever started with the guest texting. Oh my! Be- no, I put uh, it away. It's gone. Oh, I appreciate. It. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go to airplane mode, like I like to do, and okay. then I record it on my phone as a backup. Oh, that a very way. very shitty version. You know what? Dude? A shitty backup. But the iPhone I feel
0: like has decent. I'll do the same. You know, what? we're going to get stereo backup. What's I'm going to record it on my. Phone. Oh, then we'll
1: have both of us. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's I'm a moron. I don't know what stereo means. My fucking thing's been doing this. This is a good way to start an anxiety podcast. Absolutely. Where I keep hitting record and it won't start I, recording. might does the same shit. I had to go to a different recorder. I've tried a different recorder. I've downloaded one and then that one's a pain in the fucking balls.
0: Yeah, there's no good one, man. I know what you mean. It really isn't. And it's there's it's just comforting to use the one you've always known. Yes. But I don't fuck with that. Honestly, that one's not that good. The The... The, the one that just comes on your phone, I don't like that much. Yeah, I'll come on your phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, all right. But uh, that's how it starts.
1: That's right. We just finished talking off, Mike, of like, you know, this isn't really funny. And I'm like, I make too many cum jokes on my other show. I want yes. people to hear a, a real side. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'll come on your face. Now, I'm, I don't, I'm, you have your podcast, Cum Town. Yes. Which I'm bitter about because we were talking about cum... Way before Absolutely. you guys, so we were it's all cum all the time. That is true. And um. in terms
0: of theme and subject matter, you deserve to be called Calm town. I, I, for sure. Yeah. I in terms it. of how stupid the name is, we deserve it. Yes. In terms of being a whore, a bad, just a dumb show. That's fair. Yeah. All right, I appreciate it.
1: Some guy said when Mark and I started our podcast, some guy tweeted. It's my favorite tweet ever. He said, this show is as great as the name sucks. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was a great zinger. Yeah. Um, that is true. It is a bad name. Tuesdays with stories? Yeah. You think? No. I'm, oh, that's hurtful. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, people think we're associated with the book. Sometimes we'll get people saying, have you ever heard of this book? Hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, man. What do you think happened? It was random? That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but anyway, how long have you been doing Town for?
0: I don't know, three or four years? I'll yeah. At that.
1: Well, it's a hell of a program. I know. It's yeah, crazy. Check it out, folks. And I believe, is this, can I say this on air? Sure. You bought your mother a house with money. You fucking yeah, I phone mean, phone let's down.
0: not get crazy. I'm still ninety thousand dollars in debt. And oh, okay. It's, it's I didn't buy it cash. Right. Okay. All right. All right. I am not a fucking millionaire. That's what I think. But of- it's a shitty. It's first. Well, I, I did buy a house in Baltimore. That my, actually, my brother lives in it. And uh, but it's the shitty neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah. It's ball. It's Greek Town in Baltimore City. Uh, which it's a very funny. Like we're basically the, like the property value. You, here's what it's like. When we moved in, one of the, our old Greek neighbor warned us that the other neighbor was gay. So that's the, <laughs> that's the kind of person we're around. That's you know what I'm hilarious. saying? That's what the property yeah. values are like where, where you know, I bought a house. So. That's
1: but sometimes that could be a good property value. Like, if you go to, like, Beverly Hills, they're probably, like, careful as an Indian guy three blocks away, (laughs) and that's five million, (laughs) you know? That is Your house might get blown up. I saw a brown guy six weeks ago. You're right. You want the middle, yeah. Very rich or very poor, they're both racist. Right, right. right. And homophobic. That could be a bit, maybe. The poorer or richer you get, the more fucking assholes they get. Although, I grew up in, uh, I don't know, suburbs, but there's plenty of racist, horrible people in in all... uh, absolutely whatever you call it economic situations so yeah. you didn't just walk in with 300 grand i was You're yeah like, i don't boom. have that kind of money i still don't have that kind of money but you know whatever
0: it's it was not, it's it's also like a nice place for me to go i mean i grew up in a fucking house that's like there was my brother three i have three kids me my brothers who are twins my mom my dad that's five people and then my grandma lived with us and for like 10 between maybe five and somewhere between five and 10 years, one of our cousins lived with us too. So it's like we're in this little fucking row home with, you know, two, three real bedrooms and seven people. And so it was just like, I don't want to go back as a grown man and fucking sleep in that madhouse. Right, right. So it's like, it was one of those things where let's just, you know, spread out a little bit as a family.
1: Have you tried pitching that as a show? Because that sounds like a great show. Seven Greeks and like one... two-bedroom no. No, no, in no, baltimore no. yeah <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah you're right like a racist uh yeah. landlord and stuff yeah i mean that sounds pretty great it was it was fun uh it was a weird,
0: just growing up next to, I mean, I shared a wall with my grandmother growing up. So just like constantly, just stealthily beating off, just like foot on the door. No locks, by the way, on any doors. And would foot you, on the door. Would you do that as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm woken up in the middle of the night, just my grandma flapping her ancient clit.
1: <laughs> uh, is she still around? Is she the- She's still around. She's oh, still wow. kicking. 88. Wow. How old is your mom? I feel like your mom's a little older, yeah, too. Yeah, she's 65, 64, something like that. So she must have been a little bit older when she had Yeah, you. my
0: parents had... Well, that's part of the reason we're in America is because my parents had trouble getting married, or not married, getting uh, pregnant, and I was one of the, like, second batch of test tube babies. Oh, wow. So they, like, stayed in America. They came over... I mean, my parents, my parents had me when they were, like, 35, Right you know, in that range, and yeah, they want. They've been married like a decade, but they couldn't have kids for the longest time. They were in Greece. They were in Greece, then they moved to America to kind of like, they're like, we're gonna see it for, we're gonna check it out for, see what, see what it's about. Right. And they've just been here for fucking forty plus years. Like legally, should we fucking yeah. knock it off? Here? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah, just don't have my name on this. Uh, no, they're legal. My dad, my dad failed his citizenship exam, but he's a resident alien. And my mom is an American citizen now. Gotcha. But they're not together anymore. Can we talk about that? Or they that are too, together. But oh, they but are they together. shouldn't be together. it's oh, one geez. of those really old school like, like I'm like I'm I'm a child of I'm not a child of divorce. I'm a child of like should have gotten divorced. Like Costanza, you know I mean? yeah, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not even that kind of love. <laughs> There's not even like that doesn't even exist. But yeah.
1: That's interesting because I've known you well for a long time. I just assumed your parents weren't yeah, together because of the way. About them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid they're gonna listen. I don't want to give away too no, much here. They're not gonna listen. Okay, great. Yeah. They don't care. My dad
0: barely understands English. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, he understands English, but he would it would take him a while to follow it, you know, a quick talking podcast. If it's a show about woodworking, he's a carpenter, he can understand it. If it's like, you know. He used to watch Jay Leno before we had Greek TV, but he's had Greek TV now for, you know, a decade. So he's he's out on American media.
1: And so you you guys have a tumultuous relationship. Yes.
0: I don't get along with my father. I would say. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's part of the reason I bought the house. It was just like, let's get out of this, you know. So he's living in the house that you bought though. No, no, no. He's living in the house with my mom, the house I grew up in. Oh, I thought you bought a house that your mother's now living no, in. No, no, my
1: little brother lives there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. I'm gotcha. a, I'm a I'm a slum lord for my little brother cuz you're an interesting guy because I want to talk about anxiety and mindfulness and what you do cuz you seem like a cool cat. Yeah. You're always <laughs> laughing and giggling and fun. And you're sure, like a fun sure. guy. You're yeah, one of these yeah. guys. You're a guy that everybody feels close
0: to right away. Sure, I like to I'm a good hang. I like to hang out with people. I like to, you know, Great
1: hang. You're a guy, I feel like, that no one's ever like, fuck, here's Stavros. (laughs) Right, That's a good feeling. I mean, that's nice. That feels nice nice to know. I mean, I try to be like that, but there's got to be a few people that are like, oh, fuck, here comes this List. Sure, sure, Uh, sure. But I feel like no one ever does that. No one never
0: says any bad words about it. I like to hear that. I mean, yeah, I feel like I am pretty easygoing, pretty easy
1: to get along with. Right, but yet... I see you when I leave the therapist's office. You're sitting there with your dumb Bulls yeah. hoodie on yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So what? Bring, what? Why are you in
0: therapy? Well, that's. I mean, part of it is because, like, I think that is a lot of my. I mean, that was actually a frustration probably growing up and as a kid and everything is like I have I've had. Ang- I mean, mental illness runs in my family. Just I undiagnosed. Like my father. I remember when we were still on speaking terms. I was like you know, you gotta, you gotta fucking go to therapy. Like I was like, and he, I mean, he'll never hear it. You know what I mean? Of course. Gre- grew up in Greece, you know, fucking, uh, middle school dropout to go be a carpenter's apprentice. Right. At like 12, you
1: know what I mean? Like that generation of men, it feels like are the most resistant to therapy of any 100%. group of people.
0: Even my mom, t- t- I mean, that generation in general, I think. True. took my mom a little, that was part of, I paid off some debt for my mom and I was like, don't do any. Just, I would really appreciate, I tried to give her own little, because their parenting skill was guilt. So I tried to give her a little bit of her own medicine. I was like, listen, I'm happy to do it, but it would mean a lot to me if you could go to therapy. You know, I just hit her with one of those. Wow. And uh Good for you. She it took her a year. She was like, I've been looking and this this holidays, I was like, Ma, just fucking go. Like you're you're killing me here. You're just like, you're not going. We talked about it, but good for you. This sounds
1: like Alan talking. Is he huh? in your ear? This sounds like our therapist. No, this
0: was me. This was me oh, wow. because I I was just tired of fucking dealing with, I've gotten my brother, both my brothers into therapy and my mom hopefully into therapy because our family is so fucked up. I mean, the Alan talking, the, the therapy talking is that he allowed me to see that my family's fucking ridiculous and like right. absurd. Yeah, Like same the here. situation I grew up in doesn't make any fucking sense. Yes. Like, you know, two people that, one person that hates the other person, while the other person's just really nice to them, and you know she's dealing her with her own stuff. We got a fucking grandma that's just uh, every once in a while like the Muppets, the old Muppets, just fucking heckling <laughs> everyone. Like, right, right. My grandma barely growing up could hide her contempt. For what a fucking idiot my father was, you know. <laughs> right. So we just and by the way, he was kind of an idiot. So it's like deserved, but he's also being disrespected in his own home. Right. So I understand being like mad about it, but also like maybe fucking make a little money and not don't be a fucking idiot, you know, and just be a good guy. So it was just like this, you know, there's all this and then I have two twin brothers. That, two twin brothers. Or I'm sorry, they're twins. They're twins. I yeah. got you. I can't Imagine if I'm a triplet. I never brought it up. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> like There's just,
1: just two of me running
0: around somewhere. <laughs> that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. And you guys didn't go into pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like the Halkiest boys. I oh mean, my how, that'd God. be fucking
0: the ultimate. That would be incredible, dude. Oh, uh, that's that's really what I'm mad about. That's the career path I want. I'm gonna clone myself now. Um, but yeah, man, it was so it's just like, and I just got tired of fucking. Everyone being a fucking, you know... One of my brothers really had... Me and one of my brothers really had... Like, I have anxiety and depression. And to go back to what we were talking about initially, that was kind of a... That was kind of, like, a something that was frustrating growing up because I felt like I was fucking... So much of my life growing up, I felt like I was so depressed, so, like, down, and I was just like, damn, I can't... Hopefully someone sees it and, like, cheers me up. Right. But I just... No one, everyone always assumed I was, because, you know, I'm just fun. I'm good to, you know, I like to joke around. No, it was very rare that anybody, would anybody ever, like, know that I had some shit going on. Even my mom and my, you know, I think in my family, they kind of depended on me to be, like, the steady one hilariously. Yes. As a child, I was always the smartest person in the family, you know, which tells you a lot about the family's like but well you're a smart guy. but i was like i was just but i mean i'm a fucking 10 year old proofreading like right, right letters you know what i mean <laughs> right, right. like uh, i was like you know government documents my mom's like can you take a look at this before going to fourth grade you know what i mean so so it was like there was a lot of pressure on me in that regard and then in school i was just like real people just like i like having a good time i like i would go i would be sad and then i just couldn't like something in me was like, this kind of sucks. Like, I'm tired of just being mopey. Let's just make fun of someone. You know what I mean? Like, right, let's just right. Have a, laugh, a goof.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I feel like I have a very similar role in my family. And I've talked about this before on this podcast and other places, is that when you're kind of a fun, funny guy people assume you're doing great. Absolutely. And I have it like, I'm like hanging out with you a bunch. I'll have a thing that I'm obsessed with, my fucking kidney or my hip or yes, my dick. I'm, I remember calling you about my balls one day. 100% asking me, and, yeah. But people think it's funny because totally. I'm being funny. I'm like, dude, I think I have ball cancer. My yeah. ball's weird. and I'm absolutely. talking about my balls. So people are like, this guy's nuts. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like... No, seriously. I like, know. I'm afraid my balls I'm, are falling. I think I'm off. going to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to die. So it's similar. And like no one ever, other than Alan, my ther- our, our therapist, no one ever said to me, "I think you might be worried about something else. There might be something else you're unsatisfied with sure. because this is ridiculous. You're <laughs> right, 21. Right. You probably don't have kidney failure <laughs> yeah, or whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember being in Montreal one night, and I think I counted how many times I went to the bathroom because I thought I had diabetic. Yeah. And I pissed like twelve times. Yeah. And I called a doctor who's like a friend of mine. And he's like, "Well, what are you drinking all day?" And I'm like, "I had four cokes and seven large green teas from right, Starbucks." Right, right. 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 And I have anxiety. And he's like, "Yeah, you're probably not just caffeinated." Diabetic. Yeah. You're probably just you're freaking in good out. Shape. You're not diabetic. But it's a similar thing where like people look to you to be like, what, what, "What do you think?" I'm like, I, "I don't have any knowledge. I'm losing my fucking mind." For sure. But it's an interesting thing. And this is about. This is one of the crazy things about depression that I'm dealing with now with people in my family as well is that you can be depressed, but also be jovial and having a good time and like laughing it up. For sure. That's what's so interesting about it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it's, it's easy to come compartmentalize, you know? I mean, I think like, uh, it's, it's, it was very like growing up. I think what I would do is just be like, you know what? This is fun. I do like, it's an escape from like, being in my own thoughts, just being like a fun, goofy guy. It was almost, I mean, it was almost like, I mean, I, I'm sure you have, have, a feel similarly. Like before you do stand up, it's like just fucking around with your friends is almost like being on stage constantly. I mean, I was that guy where I was like, I was the life of the party. I was doing fucking, you know, goofy shit. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. So it was like, it was almost like fun. Like the same way now, it's like, even when I feel like shit, like I was, I've been in a real slump the last, post-holiday shit, everyone, especially anyone who has a hard time with their family, right. holidays is brutal, and this one was kind of tough, but, and I've been in a real slump, I wasn't doing shit, and I finally just started doing, I was canceling spots because I felt I couldn't get out of bed, all that stuff, and finally I was like, fuck it, because I I was like, I know I don't have anything new, which is what I wanted to do, I wanted to work on new shit December and January, but I was too depressed, I didn't, I didn't write anything, but I was like, just go out there, you have a couple ideas, it'll be fine. And the first ones were kind of fucking rough, but I was like, oh, wait, I fucking love being on stage. Right. You know, it's like this is an escape. Like, all the cliches. You you feel like a fucking cliche where you're like, yeah, I bet that's your escape up there. And it's like, you want to tell someone to shut the fuck up, but it's like,
1: it, it really is. Like, I feel no, of so course. much better. Yeah, after, I mean, after I'm after so it. grateful. I think about that, too. Like, again, you don't want to sound, like, pretentious or trite or whatever word that I don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But, yeah. like, <laughs> it's, it is a thing of, like, comedy's like saved my life it gives you like an outlet to go to create and then to like get the lab the satisfaction of like getting laughs and it gets you like high for a little bit yeah plus the social aspect and like moves you out of the house and to travel and like meeting people because that's so much when i'm I'm, i have a habit of isolating and i was doing it today like sarah's still out of town for the holidays when you're just by yourself it's like this is horrible but everything about it mentally tells you to stay here. Exactly. It's like you're saying, like you don't want to leave the house. Totally. But that's one of the solutions is to go. Hundred. And even if you go buy a fucking scratch ticket and talk <laughs> yeah, to the guy, yeah, yeah, it, ha- yeah, it like yeah. releases like the dopamine right. of like, hey, man, hey, nice to see you, good luck, hey, yeah. thanks, you really yeah. mean it. I start right. crying. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. thank you, thank you. Uh, but yeah, so it definitely helps to go out and then like to have that, like it focuses you on like, let me see what I can come up with and say. And then getting uh, the laughs. Yeah. And I think it's just you're in a fucking like fog almost where it's like,
0: and every little thing, even if it's not, even if it's not a like a solution that day, it's like, well, you're getting to the solution. Right. S- slowly. That is step one. And it's like, it, you're like, you're saying it doesn't feel like a big thing, but it's like, well, other than that, it's like you would just be at home for God knows how long,
1: you know? Yeah, no, I think about that. And it must be hard for people with like nine to five jobs where it's like you come home and that's it. You're just home for hours to sit. I mean, people that have depression, I mean, and to just kind of sit there and be like, all right, well, I'm sitting here. I guess I'll watch the shows. But like every time when I try to watch a show, I'm like, the whole time I'm like, this isn't what I should be watching. I should be watching something else. And it's... it's so difficult for me to even choose a movie to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's just yeah, like a yeah. constant thing. Yeah. I'll turn off five different movies and I'm like, I've seen that. I should watch something new and I right. I watch something new and I'm like, I don't think I'm into this. It Why don't sucks. I watch the other thing? Yeah. And this is what my therapist always says, Alan, he's like, this is like a problem I have. He's like, there is no right and wrong Choice. Sure. I keep thinking there's something that I should be doing at this moment. Yeah. I'm like, should I be jerking off right now or should I be going to Starbucks or should right. I be jerking off at Starbucks? Should right, I be right, what? Right, like, right. spice and, it up? I keep thinking if I make the wrong decision, I'm going to die and my mother's going to fall down a oh. well. But
0: interesting. I definitely have that too. I have the like right or wrong shit. Like I feel like I, there is a right answer. I don't have the like, I'm not worried about it in terms of like, you know, something catastrophic is going to happen. I just think, well, if I fuck this up, well, there goes another fucking, another thing that's going to set me. That's another setback. If I don't do the right thing today, it's right. just like, I don't know. I mean, the truth is I'm kind of trying to get out of it right now. And it's like, I've been dealing, I dealt with some things, you know, had some fucking annoying conversations that you're putting off. Some things that you're anxious about. Yeah. You know, family, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just trying, I'm also going through a breakup and it was a, I was working so much when it happened that it was like i was on the road constantly and then it was the holidays and now it's like fuck i've now i you know three months later almost i'm like now i'm like kind of alone with all my fucking thoughts right And i'm like fuck this sucks
1: but that's good though i mean like that's what i'm working on with all this mindfulness and that's where like mindfulness comes in is to kind of lean into that and feel it as opposed to just going i'm a piece of shit because i haven't written a new joke yeah. or i'm just sitting in the house is to kind of sit with those feelings and feel what it is that you're feeling which is probably you know hurt or rejected or something like that yeah and i mean
0: also like you know to give our therapist some more credit i, I mean the, the, com- the conversation yeah. i had yesterday was you know it was you know i don't, I don't want to divulge too much but it was like with one of my family members and it was like this minor thing that what I, what I perceived to be minor, right? Like a minor, you know, like we didn't see each other, you know, like the, an event or whatever. It was like, he was, he was out going, doing something else. When I I thought we had like an agree, it was never, I never s- communicated anything. And on the surface, it was like a very minor disagreement that shouldn't even have affected you. But given all the fucking baggage and shit that we have in our family, it was like, And when I started talking to him, I was like, fuck, I really was upset about this. And when we actually talked about it, you know, and I was like, I had all these emotions come up that I didn't even know were fucking there. Right. And I'm like, how the fuck? And, and again, it was almost like your therapist says it in such a matter of fact way. that's like, you're not worried about that. And I'm like, no, I am worried about this script. That's why I'm fucking right, right. crying. You know that's what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: like, it's like, no, that's most of therapy for me is like, you have the wrong thing. Yeah, you're and so you're like, oh. wrong about that. And most of it comes from like childhood. Yeah. It's some shit. And like it's amazing sometimes the therapy it's like a magic trick it's like i've been doing like mixed martial arts it's like jujitsu yeah where it's like i think i'm on top and i know what's going on and all of a yeah. sudden it's like bloop, 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 and you're i'm like flipped. oh i'm choked out <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, Fucking, yeah yeah my therapist is just choking me yeah, out and i'm yeah. like it's my dad
0: you're right <laughs> yeah it's always I, your dad like, i
1: but,
0: know i think of that because i'm i think of this right like that conversation. I had been in a rut and I feel already better. There's other shit I need to figure out, right? But I had been ignoring that conversation since since Thanksgiving, which is three months, right? From two months ago, right? Or not even a month and a half. Yeah. And it was three days ago. It was yesterday. <laughs> Slowly. It is currently Thanksgiving. <laughs> we are at Thanksgiving. <laughs> me and Joe are podcasting We're at, at our joint fam- the yeah. List Thanksgiving. Um something that was like bothering me for a month and put me in a fucking rut for a month I finally talked about it and I feel way better think about all the times in your life that you didn't how many of those little moments that you needed to have that conversation and it's like they never happened you're dealing with fucking I'm dealing with 30 years of, of little things that have fucked me up, and I've been mistreated, and I mistreated people, and I never reckoned with
1: those feelings, and that's what fucking, you know, that's what's crazy to think about. That's what all this shit is, and that's what, Um, did you ever read Healing Back Pain by Dr. Sano? No. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Is it about back pain? You think so? Oh wow! Um, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Well, that uh, seems like the kind of shit that I'm like. You know what, man? Just tell me what this shit is about. Well, some guy with a with a
1: fucking fucked up back is reading it, and it's all about your feelings and shit. Well, that's what it is. I mean, it's a. Ama- I mean, so much of what we talk about in therapy is in there, and basically the whole book is what you just said. And it's this nice. Um, Let me get some fucking royalties off that. It's like tension motherfucker syndrome, TMS or something like yeah. that. But basically, it's that like most. Back pain or all back pain basically that hasn't come from like blunt trauma or like I threw my back out where you're just, uh, you know, if you get someone of hit course. you with a two by four or whatever, yeah, yeah, or you're yeah. in a car wreck, that's like yeah. something, but uh, so much back pain and similar things like for me, reflux or tooth pain or interesting, migraines, interesting. it's all this like tension of like basically anger. That you never got out from your parents or your mother or your whatever the fuck. I mean, I just said parents or mother. Yeah. That's (laughs) under the same umbrella. But it's like exactly what you're talking about. All those like hundreds of thousands of things going back to elementary school and kindergarten where someone did some shit that you didn't say anything or like a bully picked on you and you feel like a fucking pussy because you didn't do anything. It's all built up in this like tension and inflammation. Damn. And it's like you got to work through that. To like heal, but the books wild, amazing, yeah. Is it is that medically? Does that check out medically? Uh, well, there's there's oft debated, I think, gotcha. with this guy. But he is a doctor, and a lot of people have bought in, and more and more people are buying into this now. When you read all these mindfulness books and meditation books, that like so much of this stuff comes from inflammation, from stress and anxiety. That's why they call it the silent killer yeah like it can even like fuck up your arteries and for sure stress i mean clogs up your stuff that that's that totally makes sense to me
0: man that the stress i mean i remember and it's changed now since fucking but since comedy has become basically a job but i remember when i first started like no i'm seriously gonna pursue this and it was a lifelong dream that i had been like I almost feel, you know, not to discredit what it feels like to be gay, but like my life, I almost felt like in the closet about doing comedy. Right. Because it's like my family was, I had good grades growing up. I was a pretty good student and they were almost like, it was pretty clear they were depending on me to make a ton of money right? and like bail them out by being like a lawyer. So I was always a lawyer because I was good at talking, right? Right. And I, yeah, I was okay talking. Uh, And I, um, uh. I remember, and so I, I went to school on like a public affairs scholarship. Like I was going to be, I went, I interned in like, uh, the Maryland state delegate, you know, house of delegates. And like, I was really like on track to do some kind of something in politics, something in government, something like that. And, uh, and, um, I remember when I just decided like, this is not it. Like I'm fucking, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to start doing open. mic. Like I dabbled in some open mics, but when I took that decision and I graduated school and I was like, I'm not, I'm quitting that job. I'm not taking that internship. I'm not doing it. I'm going to get a fucking regular, whatever part-time job. It's changed. And I'm going to focus on being good at comedy. My entire life as a child, I couldn't sleep. I had horrible, I could not sleep at all. It was like, I mean, a snap of the... F- Once I decided I'm doing stand-up, I slept like a fucking baby for like six years. God, that's great. that's fucking beautiful. It, it, it was like day and night. I mean, I was dating a girl at the time, and it was like she commented on it. She's like, what the... F-? She was like... Because I would always be the one. I couldn't go to bed, whatever. And she was like, you were constant. Like the second your fucking head hits the pillow. And now, I mean we're back to the same anxieties i mean i'm a grown-up sure. i have to make a living i want i'm worried about my career so that's sort of the stress-free shit is gone right but i totally understand the like once you get stressed out of your life because for me it was like i was living up to somebody else's i was trying to fill somebody else's you know uh what they thought what they wanted for me and i it was not what i wanted to do and school stressed me out constantly and i couldn't fucking sleep as a result and i was totally. I had high blood pressure as a kid, and it wasn't just because I was fat. Right, I, I think it was because of all the fucking pressure, all the pressure put on me.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel similarly with, like, the family thing now because I've said this a lot, like, in show business it's like you're in the lottery where it's like, I come from a very blue-collar family as well, and or uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. That's the term for... Uh, Lower middle class? Yes, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like, there's a chance I could make seven hundred thousand dollars a year where it's like my parents and uncles and sister, that's that's it. They're they're sure. capped out. Yeah. There's no like they're right. making a raise or one percent raise right. or some other other fucking whatever. Yeah. But it's like they're making whatever it is. I don't know, fifty five thousand dollars. I don't know what people make, but right, like right, right in show business you're like all right i might have to be the guy for like a bunch of people yeah if it hits it could also show business also you could make you make zero 12 grand even 12 is high i guess yeah yeah yeah. there's a lot of shitty comics (laughs) out there but like (laughs) i mean you are it does feel like you're in i feel that way all the time when i'll I'll talk to people back home they're like yeah we can't really afford this and the house is that and i'm like fuck i gotta do this but now it's like this weird thing where like you're Somebody's child worrying about your parents' finance is a weird absolutely position to be in, and that again causes a lot of stress and tension and anxiety,
0: yeah I mean my I mean my family's economics are a constant like source of work because it's the other thing is I don't fucking talk to my dad. so it's like the irony is like you know, I've had a good couple of years. the podcast has gone it's crazy how successful it's gotten and then off and off the back of that, i want I love doing stand-up, so I've been touring constantly, so it's like I'm trying to save as much money now as I can because we know this shit doesn't last. Right. If something could happen overnight. I'm trying, and that's where a lot of the stress comes from. I'm trying to either make it last or find other avenues to like what the next step is just to like continue to not only create, but also like continue to make a living. But it's possible it goes away for a while. And uh, it's it's like it's scary to me to be like, fuck, what happened like what if one of my family members gets sick? Because they don't fucking have any money. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's a tough thing. It's a constant, it's a constant source of worry, man.
1: Yeah, I feel that way too. It's like myself, my wife, like we don't have health insurance. Yeah, I don't have health insurance. All this stuff. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's it's scary. Have you watched, there's a documentary on HBO called One Nation Under Stress. Mm -hmm. And it's about all this stuff and like financial, um anxiety and stress and like the effect it has on your body and well-being and stuff but that's where it's like you have to this is where like again like mindfulness and meditation comes in or therapy of like a lot of this is just anxiety and you have to understand that like all right I'll handle that when it when it should it come up when it comes up if you have a good plan and you're sticking to it you're doing everything you need to
0: if whatever happens in the future just fucking happens.
1: Yeah. And you have to try to be like, okay, I'm having anxiety. That's anxiety. Let me come back to this moment where I'm not really in any imminent imminent danger, yeah. which is most of the time. Right, really. Right, like most right. anxiety. Someone had a great thing. I probably brought up on this before. Uh, it's like, if you're worrying about something, that means it's not happening. Right. Currently. right, right because if it was right, happening, right. you wouldn't be worried about it. You'd be dealing yeah, with it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Like if you got attacked by a, Fucking tiger, you wouldn't be worried about a tiger attacking you. You'd be like, I got to get out of here. I'll be fucking that motherfucker up. So it's actually comforting to be like, all right, if I'm worried about this, it's not happening right now. And most of your life, when you're having anxiety, you're fine. You're just sitting there. Yeah. Or you're on the bus or you're doing something. So it takes, it's beneficial to this take a moment to kind of like find your breath and be like, all right, I'm just right here. Yeah. None of this is happening yet. I, I
0: I totally see that. I also do see it as part of like, I mean, that's certainly true, and a lot of people have anxiety, but it's also – the reality is, like, I do feel like a lot of shit is being pushed on to poor people of, like, you got to be more mindful and you have to, like, you know uh, – especially, like – and even with, like, climate change, it's like, well, you got you got to stop eating meat two two fucking times a week, where I feel like a lot of the problems that poor people – that a lot of people have are just being fucking poor, and, like, there's a lot of real anxiety out there, and that's the, like – that's the hard thing of, like – I think as a nation we're so we're so stressed out because it's just like you don't have enough fucking money. You're worried about like someone in your family. There's a lot of real serious issues out there. You no, know, of course, of, you that, know this country looming.
1: doesn't seem to really give a fuck about those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. part of it. I mean, that's like a whole other uh, topic. We could go off uh, politically and lose everybody. Right, that's listening. right, right, but right, right. That's the thing too of like all of these um, things that we used to create and make have been sent overseas. So like. The top three people in the fucking company could make, yeah. instead of two billion, they could make six billion, <laughs> right, right, and right. then fucking the, the, seven hundred fifty thousand people have yeah, to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, which is you know an, another problem. I mean, that's, that's like greed at the top. I know,
0: and it's like, but I I do think like, and I think, I mean, we for for better or for worse mostly have escaped the like r- being right there with that like with that worry. Like, it's not day to day. We're not living in the same like poverty necessarily that we grew up in but like you see how it affects just being even one generation removed from it where it's like that shit's fucking real man like in- income inequality is like as as i mean i think we'd be anxious people anyway right for sure like I yeah think both of us have that but it's like you know it's fucking real because who knows how many of those fucking pathology like how many of that sh- how much how much of the shit that why our dads or our ma mo- our moms were in bad in a bad mood that fucked us up. How much of that had to do with just like being like, Fuck, am I gonna pay the bills? <laughs> you know no, what I yeah, mean? My, like and
1: my family's dealing with that still. Like yeah. my my mother I mean, I don't know how personal she wants me to get here but like she doesn't have a credit card there's no yeah. there's no savings account right my family doesn't have a fucking dude i remember savings. i
0: remember when i i didn't and my mom was good at hiding we how poor we were same here yeah i didn't
1: realize until i was like 35
0: yeah when i when i was going when i was applying for college because you do financial aid and you do fafsa or whatever and they ask you like Okay, because, you know, you get you get a certain percentage of aid depending on how little money you have. And I'm like, okay, mom, this part there, and I'm, you know, I'm always filling it out and I'm asking the questions. And I'm like, okay, now they're asking us how, what our uh, total, what our net assets are. And she's like, zero. And I'm like, no, 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 mom. <laughs> net means, and I'm like, I'm thinking she's, it's right. a language barrier. She's like. I know what it fucking means. We don't have any money. Like, I don't know. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know until I was literally 18 years old about to go to college. I was like, damn, we're that fucking poor. Cause you also grow up in that. Like, I didn't really know. I knew Greek town, you know, like I grew up in Baltimore. I didn't know much except for the like, you know, 12 blocks around there as an adult. Later on, I moved to different parts of Baltimore and I got to know the city, but it's like, I just knew my neighborhood and, like, you know, we, we were about in the middle of the pack in our neighborhood, but our neighborhood was fucking sucked.
1: Right, right, know, right, like, but everything's fucking relative when you're a little-ass kid. Yeah, and I, I just want to be clear, my, my family's not that poor. That's yeah. embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking humiliating, but uh, <laughs> I'd be depressed, too. But, um, no, but, yeah, I
0: mean, it's like... Uh, you guys had a pool table? I was on. I sat on it nude. I well, you that way, we, a little we inherited that pool oh, table. Okay. That wasn't...
1: Uh, that was a freebie. But, like, no, my family never... Bought they bought two new cars in my lifetime. One when yeah. I was twenty five, it was a yeah. lot of like hand-me-down. This is our new car. That's like a Springsteen song. You know? yeah, <laughs> this yeah, our yeah. New yeah. used car. You're right. Like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my parent, my parents weren't poor. Totally. But they, uh, it was, it's like someone that stat that happened recently or somewhere like most families in America couldn't handle a seven hundred dollar fucking yeah. thing. That like yeah. If you're like, oh, you need we need seven hundred bucks, they'd be like. Where if I, Where's it coming from We're destroyed yeah, Crazy So um, And I st- Yeah That's still going on Again Currently like as we're speaking I totally. have family shit going on That's um, Frustrating Meanwhile I'm talking about like mindfulness the, the people at the top of these companies That outsourced They're all like Yogis <laughs> Absolutely <and> fucking, <laughs> like, Well you know, that's what I mean Is like Some um, of this is
0: fucking bullshit Some of it is like you're just, your life is, there's certain things in your life that need to be. Because I, all those fucking, like that guy that fucking owns Twitter, Jack, whatever the fuck, he's on, you know, yoga retreats. He's going to fucking Dubai, like, or whatever. He's going to India. And it's like, you don't fucking have, what are you, ang- were you that anxious? Well, about? he's
1: probably anxious because he feels guilty that he's destroying civilization. <laughs> yeah, that's America. true, yeah, yeah, But no, I, I do think uh, that. Everybody's dealing with their own fucking demons or whatever. I mean, we don't know how. I mean, there's more uh, contributing factors than finance to anxiety and stress. I mean, like, a lot of celebrities have panic disorder and panic attacks and stuff. And there's health issues. And there's there's like health issues, and then your parents. And I mean, his dad might have beat the shit out of him. I don't know. Maybe he got finger fucked when he was seven or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then also, it's like, I've always felt for celebrities too, like, Like the paparazzi and the lack of privacy. for sure, for sure. Or like you're going through it. Think about how painful your breakup is. And then imagine everyone in America has chosen a side. And then (laughs) there's a picture of you and your girlfriend on the cover of every magazine. Right, right, right. Like it's kind of a a nightmare in a lot of ways. Yeah. But then it's like every decision you made was to lead you towards celebrity. So you kind of have to um, deal with that. But no, it's fucking... It is tricky but i do think that everyone no matter what their situation could benefit from an amount of mindfulness Uh, yeah just sitting
0: and i dude honestly to be honest with you i still have trouble with like like i still have trouble with like you know be whatever i don't even fucking really know what sometimes feeling your feelings is hard for me sometimes like i just you know my therapist will tell me something and i just like I just disagree with how that should be handled or it's just like, it's hard to get out of, out of your modes of thinking. Like I have a hard time sitting with my feelings. I have a hard time. Not, I'm so good at not feeling my feelings. That's yes. how I. that's how I lived for my whole life. Yeah. And it's like, you've been trained. You have I'm to so untrain. good at those you coping to, mechanisms. You have you know? to unlearn that stuff. And it feels good. Like on some, the shit you do. And I was, I mean, I've been getting fucked up, you know, this since <clears throat> like Thanksgiving, dealing with this stuff that stuff that's been like hounding me i was getting you know just high as shit taken sometimes i would take like edible i would take a ton of edibles mushrooms i was even drinking and i I, even when i'm not trying to be sober i don't drink that much but i was even getting pretty fucking drunk sometimes so it's just like it just and if you're just the thing it feels good the beginning of a bender feels great yes when you've been living good and then something fucking annoys you and you're your body is still healthy from living healthy. Yes. That first week feels awesome.
1: Yeah. It's incredible, the beginning of a relapse. I just went through similarly, like obviously I don't drink now, but I've been working on all of this diet stuff, which is always hard because... I'm thin. I have this metabolism thing. So yeah, I'm like yeah, a skinny yeah. guy, so no one wants to hear about my food troubles. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but yeah, you had you had the very restrictive diet. Yeah, me. well, I have the reflux, and like also I'm just like garb. Like you can you can be thin and die from bad sure. diet. Yeah, like yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm rotting on the inside. Yeah, your
0: yeah your organs are probably gray as fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. disgusting. I always
1: want to just open it up and spray it down. But but so anyways, I've been like I was going like restrictive diet and low carb and all this shit, trying to help heal reflux which now I realize is so much of it was just anxiety and stress yeah. um, Dr. Sarno fucking healing back pain but anyways like the holidays I was like alright holidays I'm going home I gotta deal with my family I'll, I'll eat some shit cause I don't drink and it's the same thing it's like masking feelings by eating cinnamon roll and then it's like the sugar addiction you get into it every morning so now I'm like in the mode of eat I eat cinnamon rolls every morning and then I'm like fuck it I'll just have McDonald's so I just went haywire and then Sarah's father passed away which is a whole other thing and it's like I eat McDonald's pizza and cinnamon rolls and now right now I can feel I'm like I want to go get a sweet I want to go get a fucking big ass cinnamon roll I know right where they are Yes, and they're at the bagel I had a bagel this morning which is not the healthiest but like It's whatever. Yeah. And like, I'm looking at those like fresh cinnamon (laughs) rolls and you can feel it. And I'm like listening to these mindfulness podcasts and stuff. And they're like, that will go away. Like, every craving goes away. Hmm. And you're like, just sit there with your feeling because you're trying to, in your mind, you think, this will make me feel better, which it will for. Literally seven seconds. <laughs> right,
0: right. And it's right. like that issue that's is still a, that's there. That's
1: a nice seven, though. And now <laughs> the issue that it was bothering you before, whether it be your parents or your breakup, that's still there. And you have the guilt of I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, I just yeah, ate yeah, the yeah, shittiest yeah. thing. Absolutely. But I also I go back and forth because I'm like, well, what is this cinnamon roll gonna do? Mm. Am I gonna have fucking the worst reflux, am I going to get esophageal cancer from this cinnamon roll? Yeah. Which is how I ate McDonald's and soda for so long. You're like, right, well, right, this right. cheeseburger this is, is not going to kill me. Yeah. Which I've said before, I made the joke. I wish you could have stats that like told you your maximum amount of double quarter pounders. <laughs> yeah. so you could be like, all right, I'm at 394. <laughs> yeah. I got 100 left in my life. In my, or my whole something. life. But so, anyways, that it, they want you to, like, the way to do it is to sit there and, like, what is bothering me that I want this? But it's interesting. I've never even considered that, bro. Yeah. But it's such a deep level because you're like, well, I'm not worried about anything. I just want to eat a fucking cupcake. Yeah. It's late. I'm hungry. Yeah. And they're fun. It's fun. Yeah. But it's something in there. And, And you try to let it pass, but it's persistent. It fucking keeps coming back. Yeah. And that's the thing which I struggle with with food because with alcohol- it would lead to a place where i'm like i took a shit in a woman's shoe <laughs> i fucking yes. stole a sign and smashed it i fucking right i texted my ex-girlfriend with a cupcake i never eat a cupcake and kick my fucking tv in yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah so it's sure. it's harder to fucking absolutely quit that and shit. you have to eat you have to eat yeah that's i mean
0: listen food addiction i i do a bunch of drugs i'll i'll drink a little bit but i can pretty pretty easily like Weed is uh, is hilariously the hardest thing for me to quit outside of food, but food has like been a constant struggle for me. And it's like, honestly, when I'm trying to get healthy, I'm almost like depressed when I'm hungry because I'm like, "Fuck, this is this is I'm giving I'm giving my addiction a shot <laughs> right, <laughs> depending right, on right. what I eat right now." It's right? Like, it's like it's got it's like it's brutal. It's like if you had to see your ex girlfriend three times a day, right? And not fuck her, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like And not try to fuck her. It's like. It's brutal, man. And I'm still, I've been trying to eat fucking salads and I'm seamlessing shit. And it's like $82 to have yeah. a halfway decent meal on. That's the on, other thing. You know.
1: It's so expensive. And it's just like, God, I could go to McDonald's right now. I know it'll be fucking delicious. Yep. But that shit, like Sarah, Sarah's father passed away. And like he was saying before he passed, obviously he was just like, he's like, I had, I've had a great life. He's like, the only thing that I regret is how stupid I was with diet. And he was and like, it fucking, like, hit home. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was diabetic, and he's just like, you just have that thing of, like, right now, we're like, I'll just eat it, whatever, who yeah, gives a yeah, shit. Yeah. But it's like you get to the fucking end of your life, and you're like, or you get diagnosed with some shit, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I just fucking wanted a hot dog, yeah, and yeah, now yeah, I'm a yeah, fucking. Yeah. I gotta. This is from hot dogs. Gotta, That's the shit. When you,
0: yeah, I, I really, yeah, we, I don't want to die early and see the meals that caused it. Right. It's right. Like, like fucking under like all these fucking chicken wings from a pizza place. Yes. And like you're like fuck. I just wanted to. I was stressed out. I got ribs from a fucking IHOP one time. Oh man. <laughs> yes. I mean, IHOP's
1: my thing right now. I got I'm, I got waffle addiction. I can't stop really? eating fucking waffles. Because here's what I was talking to a doctor. And a friend of mine, and he was just like, "You can have carbs in the morning, just mm. don't have them late, because it gives you time to break them down." So I'm like, "Got it, carbs in the morning, yeah." Fucking waffle, baby! Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, waffle, maple syrup, <laughs> butter, fuck yeah. yeah, cinnamon roll. I
0: talked to a doctor. Thank you. Yeah, very much. yeah, I'm like, it's fucking. You're eating 10 your fourth dude. plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, get some fried chicken
1: and waffles. Yeah. It's nine <laughs> like, forty-five.
0: But then you feel like shit. Yes. Yesterday, I had a big. I went. I went to a diner. Had a big diner breakfast. And uh, my my buddy ordered pancakes for the table, which respect that move. <laughs> and we each got a little pancake. And it was great. And I felt fucking horrific. I didn't eat anything. I, I It ended up being an, an okay day. I'm trying to count my calories because I didn't eat anything. And then I fucking went and I fucking just worked out, had a nice workout in after. But I felt sluggish. I felt like shit. Yeah. It's just like, you can't be feeling good with those waffles, can you?
1: No, I felt like shit. And I feel yeah. good the last few days. I've been better. Like At home, it's way... Easier for, for me sure. than on the road. Because the road is just like you're lonely and everything. But it's similar to um I have a similar thing with like talking like this doesn't make me want to eat healthy. It makes me want to eat the shit we're talking of about. Course, and I have the same thing a lot of times with sobriety too. Like sometimes you go and people tell stories about what it was like when they were drinking and there's a little part of me that's like, man, that was oh, fun. Yeah, you fucking yeah. you kinda of go, oh man, I wanna yeah. I wouldn't mind fucking letting go. I think what it is, is the feeling or whatever it is, dopamine or serotonin, or whatever the fuck, it's that same with sex, that feeling of after you've made the decision to just let go, yeah, of like I shouldn't do this. You have that one moment, it's like a drug release of like, ah oh, fuck it, let's just fuck. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Or that like, let's just eat fucking cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Or let's have some beer. That was my favorite thing about drinking was the nights where everyone was all in on getting fucked up. Yeah, it, like, it's we're like, we're all getting fucked yeah, up. And you're yeah, like, yeah. yes. It's a little adventure with yeah. everyone, for sure. Or where everyone's like, let's get fucking two dozen cookies. Yeah. Or someone's like, stick your tongue in my asshole yeah. and you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? They're all it's just that moment and they all of those things when you're in the middle of it even you're like, fuck, I fucked up. It's totally. just that moment of like I mean that, sex
0: is the, the worst cuz it's like once you bust it's like Good God What yeah. have I done well, it's, it's all in
1: one moment I, At least
0: with drinking And even with food It's like This long Like hangover And you feel like shit For like eight hours Right But that fucking Intense moment right. The second after you come And you're like What the fuck You wish you had that Like eject button From cartoons yes. Just <laughs> Just fucking Shoot you out of this Strange this fucking well, Ugly Mean stranger's apartment <laughs> You
1: know Like Well you wanna hear the worst This is like yeah. the worst thing I can fucking tell tell anybody about my life yes when absolutely. i got herpes yeah i didn't even come because oh. before the i even came it was like literally the moment like we were th- six pumps into fucking i was yeah. like what am i doing i'm getting herpes right and like yeah. she just told me i'm like i'm not it wasn't even like i came it wasn't even oh Like my it wasn't God. like i blew a hot load and Good fucking God. was like Woo, oh wait a minute yeah it was like in the middle of it i was like what am i Doing. Oh yeah, dude! I, I didn't have the even this the second to be like, oh, maybe not then. If you have yeah. herpes, you, we have can no I condom. Get, yeah, <laughs> like I should, we can go get a condom. I didn't even have that of like. Well, let's go back. There's a CVS probably yeah. somewhere. Yeah, it was just like ten, and I oh, I couldn't God. even come. I was like, ah, oh, right, whatever. Don't worry about it. Damn, And And then two days later, it was just like someone lit my dick on fire. Just pour kerosene all over your fucking little hog. People people (laughs) are like, well, you must have had a fuck. I'm like, no, 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 no. Well,
0: that's the other thing with sex. It is the worst. one. I'm lucky I'm not like actually a fucking sex addict in a way. Because it's like, not only that, but it's also like, imagine you make some horrible decision, then you can't get hard. Now you're just fucking, you know, rubbing your soft ass (laughs) penis on a woman you hate. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like, God damn it. You're cheating and you're not even having
1: a night. Time it's awful. Well, that was so much of the sex I had in my life was just like, I don't even like this person. Yeah, I'm not attracted sure. to them or anything. I don't think they like me. And it's just like, I mean, it was a drunken mess, fucking idiots. But for sure. I, always, I do. I feel grateful then and now that I never was like a hot guy that just fucking women was throwing themselves. Like, yeah. So I never had that thing of like, like it wasn't, it's not hard for me to quit. Yes, absolutely. And now I always talk like there's guys that are married that still fuck around, or like women are still trying to fuck. Them, but I'm like, I have I've talked about this before. I have the look and vibe of a guy. No woman on earth is like, I bet I could fuck. They're like this, right? Oh, you found some. That's great. Yeah. Like, I just, I mean, I'm not that guy, anyways. But like, not, nothing about your me sets Nothing about it is like, yeah, fuck. I'll fuck. It's around. not that you're
0: a bad looking guy, but I know you mean your energy is not like. I will, I'll get my dick sucked in this closet. and Never tell my wife. Yeah, no, you're not needs, to,
1: that guy. No one needs to know. Well, I also I don't have Sarah and I always laugh about this, and this is brings it back to anxiety again. It's like I don't have I don't have any ability to just show up and be like, hey, yeah, it was a great trip. I would be in fucking hives, <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> She's like, "How was the weekend?" I'm like, "I fucking fucked some woman." I'm like, "I can't pull that off. It would be, I'd be losing my shit." Sarah says it all the time. She's like, "I don't even have to worry. Like, you'd be covered in hives. Like, I'd just be swollen and itchy." That's so fucking funny. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. See,
0: I have anxiety, but I don't know why. Maybe it's a. As a little kid, I just because I because my my dad had an anger problem. So I think I got good at lying when I knew something was going to upset someone. Right. I got good at people pleasing. And if I if it was really bad, so it's like I have that instinct that I don't like about myself where it's like something if I've done something fucked up, I could probably lie about it. Probably, I'm yeah, I try not to be a fucked up guy and I don't I haven't cheated on a serious girlfriend, you know, nothing like that, right? But it's it is something that's like. I don't know. I, I can manage my anxiety in that way. Or, I mean, maybe I'm saying that and I could never, cause it's like, I think about a high pr- I mean, maybe it's just with family. Cause I would like, if I'm in some kind of like, you know, mafia, city, I'm snitching. If I'm ever like, you know, I'm not a tough guy. Right. You know right, what I right, mean? right. It's like, I just don't want to be like, I just don't want to make people mad so much That I've learned how to lie in certain situations Yeah
1: certainly I mean like I'm
0: able to tell white lies or whatever yeah, yeah, But yeah. With, with your wife um, I guess that's true like particularly... I've never had a relationship that serious You right. know what I mean Like I don't know what it's like to lie to your wife
1: Yeah you don't know what it's like to love somebody Yeah. It's... No I, I mean you know <laughs> Maybe briefly I did who knows Um, Boy I was just kidding I didn't mean to yeah, you No know, I'm still you dealing with this like, Yeah oh, <laughs> I am about to. <laughs> um,
0: can we take a break, Joe? Um, can we just? Can I have a second, man?
1: Well, you have to love yourself first. Uh, Thanks, you man. Know, and, uh, I've gotten a little better at that. Yeah, me too. I'm finally, finally starting to come around. Like, I just was in therapy yesterday. I felt like this wonderful growth where I'm like, I'm dealing with all, a lot of family stuff and trying to call out my parents or confront my parents on stuff that's made me the way I am. And then Sarah's father passed away, which is the hardest thing I've ever totally, dealt with. man. But I felt good in therapy in that I'm like, I'm sad about my dad and concerned, I mean, uh, her dad, and I'm like concerned for my family. But those are the right feelings. Yeah. As in the past, I would be like, I think I have ass cancer. Like when I shit, right, my right, asshole right, doesn't right, like, right. So my shits are small. So I think I'm like, I'd be Googling Whatever and I'm like I'm not doing that I'm like That's, I'm really sad yeah. about this person it's Which is gross It's
0: insane how That is growth, but it's insane how like You know A to B that is How you were in the past It was that simple you were worried about Something tangible right? And that it would manifest itself like in hy- being a hypochondriac like that's yeah, wild that human brains
1: work that way well that and that's what this book is all about and all this stuff that's why it's like there's plenty of science like i've had it and i've talked about it on this show before where it's like i had a tooth that was killing me i had everyone yeah. looking at it like i went to the fucking dental emergency dental appointment and he's like there's nothing here Damn. he's like what i don't know what you want me to do i was like no they're it like please help me you got to relieve." and he's like I'm not just gonna drill into your tooth. Like, there's yeah. no, like I'm, I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with your tooth. Wow. And within like a day and a half, it's completely gone away. Damn. And then it moves on within a couple of days, a few days. And it's like, it's all something deeper. Yeah. And then it's like, you realize it because I've had actual need of a root canal and you're like oh this is way this different. Is a different i pain, bite into yeah. something i'm like wow yeah yeah it's yeah. not like a dull in and out pain for sure for sure and i've had the same thing with again like migraines my back i've had hives and like tingly my hands would get all tingly and i'm like i'm having a stroke and all this Interesting. crazy bullshit
0: yeah i've been having wild headaches actually the last couple like last week i'm like what the fuck is going on yeah it's probably i think it's yeah it's just it's just depression anxiety stuff that...
1: well as somebody that's a uh, hypochondriac, I've done a lot of research and a headache is almost never a sign of something serious. Yeah. Like if you have brain cancer or tumor, it's not like you just have like a nagging headache. Right, it's right. It's like right, a completely, right, right. you're right, like right. shitting blood or something. For sure, for sure, for um, sure. So it's yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm just lucky anxiety. that I'm not
0: a I'm not a hypochondriac, really. Like, I think I've let in in many ways. Maybe it's the opposite. Where I let shit go. To I mean, I lost a tooth because I was not that worried. Right, I, I right. I had right. like tooth pain for like years. Right, <laughs> like, this right. Tooth I remember the first time it was like a girl sat on my face. And I was like, what the? And it hurts. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, you know, and I was just like, am I allergic to pussy juice? That's but hilarious. it was just like, but I and I let that tooth rock for like years. Right. And then when I went to get it checked out, actually it was one of the most anxious things that's ever happened to me. I got the X ray, and there was like a growth in my jaw. Oh, I remember that. Remember that? And yes. the dentist that I went to, he my didn't guy? tell me that. No, no, different guy. Yeah. Dentist I went to. He, your guy missed it actually. Which is which actually worse. <laughs> but <laughs> fuck, <laughs> your guy was just like this is going to be too expensive. He knew I was poor. Your and he saw that I didn't have because I, I didn't have any money at the time. And it was like uh. Uh, he didn't even. But the guy I went to did an X ray, and he his face was fucking white. And he comes out, and he's like, "Um, you 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 have to go to a surgeon before we deal with your tooth. Uh, Something else is going on." I was like, "What?"
1: He's like, "He'll tell you."
0: He wouldn't tell me. That's I thought the I was going worst. to die
1: tomorrow. You know. I remember going day. through that and like just being like, "Oh my <laughs> god, that's probably what I have on all my teeth." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of the worst because I had it, it. It turned out to be a benign tumor, but there was like. Fucking two months where I was like, I might have fucking straight up jaw cancer. Like I might be fucking Ebert out this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> they, might, they might they might have my shit completely gone. But and that was fucking brutal. It and it is different when you see when you how it's like that's almost like giving your anxiety like something to work with. Right, it's right. It's almost like oh, finally. It's like when LeBron got Anthony Davis, it was like someone, somebody to really get to work with. Well, that's (laughs) what, that's
1: what hypochondria is. It's like, great, let's sink our teeth into this because I don't want to think about my dad not hugging me. Let's get into this, my eyeball twitching. Yeah. We'll do that. But that's another thing. I've had this problem. I'm working on this my whole life. We've had it. We're like, I'm Googling illnesses and asking people if they've ever had that. I'm like, have you ever had your balls painful? (laughs) And I'll Google it. And the... The The bad part of that, which I'm working on now, is it's just confirming that that would be horrible if that was happening. So right. even if people are like, no, that's nothing. But th- what that makes you feel better for a moment, but all they're doing is confirming. But if it w- was ball cancer, you'd be fucking, that would yeah. be horrible. Yeah. Whereas a better thing would be, and I'm trying to work on this, is like visualizing, as our therapist talks about, accept your worst fear. So now if I have a ball pain, I'm like, okay, so I have ball cancer. Yeah, I'll go to the doctor. They'll take it out, and maybe hopefully it doesn't spread. I'll I'll deal with that. Yeah. Whatever happens, we will be able to right. deal with Something it. We'll will get happen. through it. It's not like we just whatever.
0: And it's so funny how different our problems are, and how like worse your shit is. Because I'm like, mine thing is like, whatever guy you're worried about, your ex fucking, she fucked him. That's what I've been thinking I'm like She fucked everybody She fucked a hundred guys It's all good Well <laughs> here's the thing That's a
1: fetish of mine So yeah. no no anxiety I'm like yeah They're all fucking your ex Yeah you fucking oh, my ex Beat off Yeah I'm like yeah My ex-girlfriend's Fucked the New York Knicks Last night So I love that You love that That I'm into That's yeah. your thing I get I'm it I'm like yeah My wife's a fucking whore um, But Yeah Anyway So what? do you do any of the Meditation or anything Or oh, just straight therapy For no, you I, Therapy and weed <laughs> I'm
0: trying to yeah, I'm trying to get off weed actually. I think that that only hurts me, but uh i I've, it's been three days, so we'll see how it goes. oh, good for you, yeah, um, but i I'm trying to I try to dabble with I'm actually trying to do like yoga, which is a little you, it's kind of i mean it's not meditation meditation, it's but meditative, yeah, you're sort of like I like that it's just to like survive a yoga class. I really can't think about anything else, right. It's nice to just be in the moment even when I'm working out. I'm thinking about other, lifting weights on the elliptical. You're not really fucking... But at yoga, I really feel kind of like I'm forced to be in the zone. Right. Which is nice. I haven't really gotten into you know, meditation stuff. Um, I try sometimes. I don't know. It's something that I've, I've considered, certainly, but I don't know, man. I'm honestly just kind of a little... I am like a little lost, right? I'm try. I, you're, you're catching me in the midst of like trying to get it together, because like I said, the holidays, the breakup. I have just been, I've been kind of in a in a, a particularly depressive right mode, and I, I'm trying to break out of it just with work and with like dealing with the things that have been bothering me. But you know, it's hard. I'm trying. It's it's just therapy though, and therapy really has. I mean, it's fucking night and day. I mean, I mean, I there was the worst times in my life are the times where I took a break from therapy. Right. It's like, it is like so clear. Like when I first, I was in therapy at the end of when I, I've been in therapy probably on again, off again for 10 years at this point. Cause I started, I started in, in college. Cause I was so anxious about all this family guilt. Cause I knew I didn't want to go to college. I had a therapist tell me drop out of school and do comedy. Like wow. she was like, you should be doing this. That's a good therapist. Which Yeah. She, she ended up being pretty good. It turns out. But at the time I was like, so pragmatic. I was like, I can't do, it. but it, it at least helped me like, I can't drop out, but at least once I... Because it was always my parents' dream. My mom specifically for me to go to fucking college. She's like, once I'm done this, I'll mm-hmm. do it. Um, and then I went to therapy when I was in Baltimore, maybe the last two years before I moved. And then the year that I came here, I was like, poor. I didn't have any fucking money. I didn't know any therapists. And that year was brutal, and it was just like compounded by the fact that i couldn't go to therapy right and then there were times where i was just scheduling reasons i couldn't go to therapy whatever and it ended up being like six or eight weeks or something it just kind of fucking happened that way and uh those were fucking horrible times and it's like the, i had to skip the session before the holidays and then I, I had to skip the one but it was just like so it ended up being like five weeks Oof. during the so it was just like and i i know if i could have had one or two in there
1: yeah yeah before i would have been a, like a little better it's like doing it it's like in comedy having like when you have a great set you have like a couple hours of like woo yep. you feel good like you just leave there feeling like yeah, oh dude. i see it now yeah um, and then when you act on it i mean i can of course. Pe-
0: people say like oh you're just talking to somebody it's just some you know or you're paying some fucking guy to be your friend but i have had direct conversations that would have never happened yes. that have fundamentally changed my relationships with some people that are very close to me that if those conversations don't happen I don't know how I feel about them I don't know I mean I don't know how much worse my life is and even if it's just dude honestly if it's for two literally two conversations that I had with my brother and obviously it helped me like confront my dad and all this other stuff but even just the ones about my with my brothers my relationship with everyone in my family has improved so much because, because of I, therapy and it's like that's worth it. Just be getting along better with my brothers is worth worth it to me, you know.
1: Yeah, same, hundred percent. I have the same thing with every every one of my relationships is better because yeah. of um, therapy. And then Sarah is now going. That's cool, too, yeah. which is great. That's great. So. Did he call you every day like Don Draper <laughs> remember Mad Men I never Betty's watched that.
0: Ther- oh sorry Betty's th- it was incredible he got her to go to therapy and the, at the end of the night the therapist calls the husband to let him know what his wife was saying in therapy that's
1: fucking hilarious <laughs> that's hilarious that's my dream and I'm like okay all of a sudden she comes in and I'm like let's pretend I'm um, your dad during sex and she's like what I'm like ah I just, uh, just something I came up with uh, um, I don't know why I picked such a horrible <laughs> yeah. example <laughs> yeah. Especially after talking about how he just <laughs> passed away. That was like the worst <laughs> improv I've ever done in my life. Worst possible improvisation. <laughs> I gotta like take that out or something. Yeah, you can edit that. Out, man. <laughs> I'm like, say something else. Oof, say uh, yeah. the cat in the hat. She won't listen to it. But <laughs> that's where my that's where my sex improv goes to. Um, all right, I gotta we gotta get you out of here. Uh, oh, thanks yeah. for coming over, buddy. Of course, it was dude. cathartic. I appreciate Anytime. it. I love I love chatting with you, dog. Therapy works, everybody. Do you want to plug uh, Come Town? <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll if you up. like this, if you like this, you'll love Come Town. Um, you'll love the dumbest
1: podcast in the world. It's funny um, we both have. Real ridiculous podcast Absolutely come is Mentioned a lot <laughs> A lot um, Yeah Where else oh, Is it Twitter Instagram I'm sure they yeah, already Yeah Stabby know you baby
0: Stabby baby on Instagram Stabby, Stabby baby 2 on Instagram Stabby baby on Twitter And I'm on the road Go to Stabby dot biz Slash tour I'm, I'm all
1: over this Year so Hell yeah I don't know when This will come out This might be That's why That's why it's an Evergreen plug <laughs> Yeah I yeah mean, You know So alright Thanks buddy I appreciate it yeah, It was fun Hope right you had me. fun Yeah Alright Let me hit the Stop button And then uh, we'll We'll make out <laughs> Oh, shit. That's the wrong button.
0: Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive Producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcasts.